right, welcome to the podcast. It's 2.24 in Podcastville. It's Eric, it's Alex. It's a Monday, July 26th. Um, you did Christmas in July stuff over the weekend. I did. I had no intention on doing most of the stuff I did this weekend, and I did. But we went to the Toledo Zoo at like 8 o'clock at night, and it was great. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I wasn't like, I wasn't here for the Christmas music though. And um, unfortunately, but fortunately for us adults, the kids did not get to see Santa because the line was wrapped around the block. Um, so I didn't really see too much Christmas stuff, but I did get to see lots of animals and some lights. And the weather was kind of great because the storm was rolling in. Good, good. Mm -hmm. um, for the Zeff Center, um, Fundraiser outing at the, speaking of places I don't go or belong, the Sylvania Country Club. I was, I was actually worried. Um, I have, so I only have one Toledo t-shirt and it is an 8-bit version of, it's like an old Sega game and it's a Toledo walleye player. So I thought I was going to have to do a quick video for work today. So I wore that and my normal gym attire and I'm like, shit, this is a country club. Like, yeah. They're going to be like, hey, you, what are you doing? You, you can't be dressed here. <laughs> but I walked up and they actually, uh, so it was a Christmas in July theme for the golf outing. Huh. So I, my attire was fine. I got to see some people that uh, I know that we know. And uh, there was a giant inflatable Santa. And I can't help but think about my friend Sarah Hegarty, who had a Facebook rant about um, July becoming too Christmassy. Agreed. Agreed. I've, we've spoken about Christmas in July. I have, it's been in my life for the last like two weeks and I thought it was just one weekend. Like I was okay when it was just a weekend out of the month at Putin Bay that you really could distance yourself from. But the amount of Christmas in July stuff I saw, um, this weekend made me gag a little. I'm not here for it. I'm all, I'm all in favor of moving it just because like I am not a Grinch for the season, it's just the weather for the season where we live that I have a huge problem with. Mm. So I actually loved the zoo trip because it was, I don't, I guess I don't go to the zoo that often, like maybe just for the zoo lights. Um, and so it was really nice to be there and it was warm outside. Like it wasn't frigidly cold. Um, and what I thought was strange is they only did half the zoo with zoo lights. Um, and so we were walking around that half, but they didn't have like nighttime lights, if that makes any sense. And so I felt like we were somewhere we weren't supposed to be. Like, I'm like, I don't think we're supposed to be here. It's really dark. The, <laughs> like, the, zoo, so is, dark. the zoo is not open late as far as no. I know. I was super surprised when we went to Josh's wedding a couple years ago. It was on a Friday night and I think we went over there at like five or six o'clock and this was in the springtime. It was dead. There was nobody there. So yeah. I think they, they closed up shop pretty early. And it was, it was a surprise to me, too. They do. But there was a bunch of like, and I'm convinced that this was why. Like, I there was a bunch of babies that were like falling over and stuff. It's like, but nobody could see. And so the zoo goes from like a normal like pavement path to like a stoned path. And like, depending on where you are, you literally could not see. So it was really easy for you to like trip on something uh, because of how dark it was, 
I was here for it though. Me and Thomas thought we were on like an adventure. It was hilarious. We're like, we're not supposed to be here. I feel like I've broken into the zoo. Yeah. (laughs) This is great. That's what it felt like when we were leaving Josh's wedding. If I'm not, no, I, I, so I, I remember thinking we were considering leaving and I was like, we could just do a hard left and the zoo is our playground. Mm -hmm. They escort you out. So that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, some local things, and then I think there's some celebrities, mega celebs, that we have to talk about. But uh, mm. a couple of local things. First, um, there was a story that I saw in WTOL over the weekend. I had no idea. So on Woodville, um, just as you come across the bridge, the Save-A-Lot closed. Um, and that was only a mile, mile or two away from the Kroger that had... That Kroger closed like maybe two years ago when mm-hmm. they expanded the Kroger in Oregon on Navarre. Mm. Um, so there was some neighborhood concern like, where do I buy groceries? I can't drive anywhere. Um, and look, Save-A-Lot isn't like... Uh, I, I don't want to shop there. I walked in there a couple times and walked right out. Not my place, but look... We all have different places. Sure. And if the neighborhood is upset, fine. Um, there are, since it closed, I view it as um, an immense opportunity. I'm going to copy and paste the idea that we've talked about um, for another copy and paste. It's the perfect spot for another ProMedica market on the green. Mm-hmm. Um, if not that, again, there is an incredible opportunity for lots of local grocers. Like, Because look, again, I, to me, Save a Lot was lowest common denominator kind of supermarket. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, maybe I'm speaking without knowledge and completely ignorantly here, but I'm sure we can get a better place in there. Um, And there's an opportunity to super serve that neighborhood. And if there was junk and save a lot, now you can serve fresh fruits and vegetables and produce and the, the best meats that you can find and less junk food. But that spot now is an opportunity, and that's why I really wish ProMedica had already taken the step to copy and paste market on the green all over the area. Yeah, you could do an Aldi over there if there isn't one. Yeah. I know Aldis are, are becoming like higher on the list of grocery places for people to grocery shop. And a like, nice save a lot. Some places, like I, I know that we have like a Churchill's, maybe a Churchill's can expand, but it's a lesser expensive version. So like, didn't we take in a Whole Foods that was like a wholesale whole foods or something like that uh, like i know three, that there's seven nine or something but it was still very expensive oh okay so yeah i mean I, what i don't want to see is a dollar another dollar general yep. go in there and upcharge everything and not provide any kind of you know produce or healthy options as well but um yeah no i i read i saw it i did not click on the headline but i was not expecting it to be like the woodville area i thought for sure it would be somewhere in like south toledo so I just opened up, uh, I think, did I get the bridge? Did I get the bridge? Yeah. Or maybe I didn't. But yeah, I, I looked up Aldi because I thought there might have been one over there, but mm. I think it's closer to the Walmart on Route 2. Um, oh, okay. But an Aldi would be perfect there. Like I, I interrupted, I'm sorry. It's like a bougie save-a-lot. It is. Aldi is actually fantastic. There's They just renovated the one up the street for me. I have not seen it yet. 
But like Aldi, I go to Aldi like for some foods that I want. Sometimes if I'm trying to make a quicker dinner and it's healthy and I don't want to go to the gigantic Kroger that we now have, I'll go to Aldi. I also go to Aldi if I'm looking for stuff for my home. Like there's, I've got some pretty good home goods stuff from Aldi that I didn't pay more than 20 bucks for. Fantastic. Yeah, something's got to pop up there like I'm disappointed in the short term and the near term for the neighbors. I completely understand their plight. And and this is a small symptom of a larger problem that we could talk about all the time. And often we do. Like, if these people can't eat and eat well, yeah, that's when things spiral. Like, the reason we have all these shootings is because life has gotten... It was hard for people to begin with. Mm-hmm. Now it's even harder um, imagine not being able to, you know, get your groceries for the week. So mm-hmm. there is an opportunity here and I hope somebody swoops in and it's not a fucking dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to. Yeah. We need, they need to make that happen. And I know when this comes up, we talk about it there and there's an article, whether it's national or local or regional. Did you know that we're like the dollar stores stand up for themselves? Like we're here and we're the only thing here and we keep it from being a food desert. Great. It's lots of Doritos and not the healthiest foods. And I know you have a frozen food section or whatever. There's some items, but there's really not enough. And yes, you're there, but there are a lot, there are many better alternatives to the Dollar General or Dollar Store in these places. It was really funny. I sent um, Thomas to our Dollar General the other day. We had to get a couple things. And so I said, can you bring me a couple ice drinks? And those are those sugar-free drinks. So it's like the um, sparkling water with zero sugar, um, and like carbohydrates and stuff like that. And so he's like, yeah, I'll get it. And then he came back, he goes, they didn't have any Alex. I'm like, what, what do you mean? They don't have any, but they have crates and crates of Mountain Dew and Coke and like orange pop right at the front. And so the next, a couple of days later we went, I had to get something and we went in together and I was like, you told me they didn't have any. They were all the way in the back, like in the corner of the store, all the way in the back corner. And I'm just like, that's a shame. Like the healthier drink options are all the way back here, not in the refrigerator, not in the, like up at the front as an option for people, like all the way in the damn back, warm. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. I'm sure there's some politics and lobbying involved from these large companies that want to sell their stuff. It, it sucks. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every time something bad happens, I'm like, this isn't going to be solved right away. Like the mayor was right last week. Like this is going to take a long time all over. But right. these, are the, these are the fixes, the little things, the, the infrastructure. I was just looking up tomorrow. TSA does dance party Tuesdays at like every city park for eight hours straight or at various city parks for eight hours. And maybe the problem is they weren't promoted well enough, but the stuff is certainly out there and keeping kids busy, keeping them educated, well-rested, well-fed is Mm -hmm. how we keep people from shooting each other. Did you see the one mom stabbed her eight-year-old? Oh, no. So I didn't know. I thought somebody stabbed them. Like I heard that there was like a mother and child stabbing, um, Sunday morning, I think it was, but I thought it was somebody like committed the offense to them. Let me just make sure I have this right. Mm. By the way, um, as I pull this up, I was talking with somebody as the Delta variant rages on the unvaccinated. I wonder if some places, because it seems like many places are taking the summer to work up welcome back procedures at work. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if they're like, if you're not vaccinated, stay home. Like a lot, just in, in general speaking. 
Um, so that's, I, each business has a different like idea of that. And I think that, that some of them certainly are that way. We are not that way, but some of them certainly are saying that, or like asking that they work, still work from home, like a model of working from home, which I find to be, um, fascinating. And I'm curious how all of this is going to go in six months. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do any more COVID stuff, but according to a TPD report, Mary Gregory, 37, had stabbed her eight-year-old child at least once in the back of the neck before stabbing herself. The boy told witnesses at the scene his mother had stabbed him. They were taken to the hospital. They're stable. So I'm sure she was in uh, not of sound mind. No. But um, I don't want to do too much of that. There's actually not that much of that. I wanted to hit that that food thing real fast. Um, I was a little concerned. So I... Oh. I, I've said this before, I don't think to you, but the one thing I cannot lose on my phone are my notes. Mm. Like, my life's creativity is in my notes. Right. That stuff I was sending you the other day for your uh, nomination thing, mm-hmm. I go to my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, my notes were not syncing between my iPad and phone, so I spoke to, to Philly T, and he told me what I expected. Um, I wound up signing out of iCloud on my phone and tried to re-sign in. I get home and I got I got signed in and no pictures, no notes. What happened? And two other note sections from my phone were gone from my iPad. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go to the Apple store, but um, I searched and Apple called me and there was a Rico on the other end. He had incredible phone help bedside manner because mm-hmm. he totally calmed me down and it seems like there was some massive iCloud issue earlier this morning and yes I was kind of concerned I'm like I hope this isn't going to be something on the news because he said yeah this is like you just caught, got caught like you signed out at exactly the wrong you wanted to try to fix this problem at the wrong time as like all kinds of things with the iCloud were messed up and it was a little scary for Losing those notes, but I have everything back now. And also, like, it's one thing when you hear the bank gets hacked or Home Depot, but, like, we all have our information in Apple's cloud. So that reminds me of when um, Facebook had that meltdown and it signed me out and then I couldn't get back in. And I was, like, really, I was, and I felt weird. I'm like, God, Alex, don't be a child. But I was legitimately upset because I'm just like, that's all my friends and my family you know, and all of my pictures, like I go from phone to phone and I don't do the cloud stuff. So I don't have some of those older photos that I know I have in my Facebook. Um, so yeah, I was, I mean, I was legit, what was it like two weeks almost? I was legitimately like worried. Well, I know what that's like. Cause I've once been, once again, been banned from Facebook. <laughs> Why? I saw that. <laughs> I, I shared an article and I'm, I was actually, I feel stupid that I didn't see this coming. So we know about unruly passengers mm-hmm. and we know about all the uncertainty that's going on with restaurant and bar employees. Like, are mm-hmm. they open? Do they have enough employees? Um, is it the same? Like when I went right. to, to Bar's Public House a couple of weeks ago and it didn't even dawn on me that the same kind of thing at some point 
what's going on with airline passengers and, and airline workers is going to hit restaurants. Oh, absolutely. And I saw an article in the San, in the big San Francisco paper, and I, I put that out there, and some people had commented, and one woman shared an experience, and I said, I would stab those people. Um, I saw that. I saw that comment. I didn't think anything of it. Where Philip had said long ago, like, Philip, if I ever needed a job, would you hire me at Apple? He's like, absolutely not. I would not let you work with the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could have managed it, but not with the public now. So I'm guessing, if it's not already happening, these confrontations between restaurants and bars and their their customers. But um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to use the knife emoji instead of actually threatening to stab someone. And, and I would only stab bad people, not the good ones. <laughs> I saw PK comment um, and like I kind of saw I like silently watched the conversation and I was like, absolutely. It's I have a feeling like it's just those those people that were awful before or even worse. Um, completely agree with you and the people that are kind like I go out of my way to be kind at this point. Like I go out of my way to show that I'm a safe space. Like I, we were at Kroger the other day, click listing, um, which is a privilege in and of itself. And like, there was a dude that was getting in and out of his car at least three times trying to watch to figure out when his order was coming. Like literally getting out of his car and watching as one girl, there was just one person going from car to car to car to car to get these orders in. They had called me in advance and told me that it was gonna be late. And then when I got there, I didn't get it for like an hour. So it it wasn't as convenient as we wanted it to be, but it's still a damn privilege. Yeah. The poor thing, it was all over her face. And I'm just like, I hope you're okay. Literally, that's what I said. Um, my She's now my friend, Marissa at Panera. Um, she's a trooper. Like I was very mm. happy to, I texted her today. I was like, I'm glad I didn't see you because you needed a day off. And I always like check in on, on her feelings because she'll try to sit down and chat for a couple of minutes. And mm-hmm. when her boss gives her the eye, I was like, "She's doing him. She's doing customer engagement. Get off of her ass." <laughs> but I'm like, "Thanks for doing this." Like I know, and she's very chill and laid back. But if she wanted to, she could totally stab somebody in the eye with a uh, with a ciabatta. Um, <laughs> Give them some um, old bread that will surely cut their teeth. Right, right. Because it, it, it's like I ask her all the time to just get the gauge of things. Because it's not only customers like they've had employees not come back. Yeah, they've had and for like the good ones. They've mm-hmm. had people hired who didn't come. They've had people hired who suck. And I'm like, mm-hmm. God, good, good for you for managing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one. One thing from Friday, and then we'll dive into the the, the Hollywood nonsense. Um, I texted Lindsay, and she said she didn't remember if she put a <laughs> Band-Aid in my glass case. And I didn't want to insult Amanda by asking her, so we'll just good. let it go. Very good. Very good. I think the culprit is more likely Lindsay than it is Amanda. Yeah. All right. Um, Snake Eyes... Uh, not to my surprise, made like fifteen grand over the weekend. And as I, <laughs> as I think I told you, um, driving home on Friday night, if you did go to see it, you would have jeopardized our friendship because I know it's an action movie, but it made thirteen and a half million dollars. It got beat out by the M Night Shyamalan movie Old. I want to see that too. Um, and I also think 
some people were, I mean, it was a be- probably a beautiful summer weekend all over the country, so hard for movies. Sure. But I also, the, the movies have, an, have seemingly been an incredibly accurate gauge of how the general public feels about COVID. So I think you can add that into a slow box office, but um, I just didn't understand this movie being made in any <laughs> way, shape, or form. Um, Vinny said it was awful, and he almost can't say that because he's got to do a solid for the culture. Um, <laughs> like this is. Do you remember the Fantastic Four movie in like 2015 or 16? Yes, where the guy looked like a floating Capri Sun. I didn't see it, but yes. Yeah. Uh, but that arguably was a career killer. Like all those actors and actresses were, mm. they had an arrow up. And look, maybe some of those people just didn't want to work like they did anymore. They they found lives. But that was a near career killer for Michael B. Jordan. And uh, Henry Golding just had his moment with that movie over the weekend. I hope not. I want to see Henry Golding like kind of take off, maybe like Jason Momoa did. And if they do another Crazy Rich Asians, he absolutely will. So he better hope that he has that in his cards. Um, because you're right, like some of these movies, like you, you play in them and then, and then you're done. It's like, um, Taylor Lautner and Twilight (laughs) and (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like you, you're in these movies and you're done. You're done for. Yeah. Like you can tell who has the better agent, the savvier agent, or who might have the work ethic. Like Taylor Lautner went immediately from that. He's like, I got to shed this image and do action movies <laughs> and, it, and it didn't work um nope. robert pattinson went away and started doing like super small indie flicks which i well, some of them were great mm-hmm. um and now he's batman now i don't mm-hmm. think that's gonna happen to henry golding but you're right like you picked the wrong movie and you you could be out of it yeah and this, it was such a it, it was like romantic movie to like or a romantic comedy then right over to an action film. Although he was really good in um, not the Kingsman, but it was similar to the it was similar to Kingsman films. Um, he was just in one, and he played like a gangster. Of and course, he, was, he did. Yeah, he was pretty good at it, though. I I wasn't upset at that role. Like that didn't kill his career, but um, he's got to he's got to make better choices. But he's so fine. I could look at him all day. I don't. Uh, I'm looking up the movie. Was it a movie you said he was in? Yeah, he was. A a, yeah, show. yeah. Um, and it was a. There was some act, well-known actors that were in it, like not super the well-known. Gentleman, it had to be the gentleman. The gentleman. There Matthew you go. McConaughey. And, yeah. Okay. I don't. And it was a Guy Ritchie movie. Like I don't think Henry Golding is done by any means. Uh, whoever works with him in the future will probably tease him about this. Because um, he's too talented, and usually, the, I mean, I don't think Taylor Lautner was all that talented. Like, Henry Golding is clearly talented, so I think he'll be okay. But, look, G.I. Joe was part of my childhood as well. It wasn't one of my favorites, but I certainly liked it. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, they can't get that IP right, which, look, it's fine. There's other things to adapt. Like, I was very delighted with my He-Man cartoon show that was on Netflix. I don't know He-Man at all. Is that what you said you were going to watch on Friday? Yes, yes. Uh. Um, you might actually like it because um, you've watched some animated stuff on Netflix recently, right? Mm-hmm. The what was the Black Samurai one? Oh, I don't remember. If you need something to watch, all the episodes are twenty-five minutes, and this dumbass thought it was <laughs> ten episodes. Nope, they're splitting the season up again, so it was only five. Oh, so it's super shit. quick. So, and they're all familiar. 
uh, voices in there. Uh, Lena Haiti is one of the villains. Hmm. Um, Mark Hamill is in there. Mm. Sarah Michelle Gellar is basically the star. Hmm. Uh, okay. So it, that's why, like, it was a very welcoming or it was a soft landing to get into this show decades later um, with all these familiar, well-liked voices. So, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to turn it on. Um, I don't want to see any more of this J Lo shit. Like what J Lo shit? You didn't see? No. Oh dear. So, I think it was her fifty-second birthday, and oh. she and Ben Affleck were on a yacht. She was uh, flaunting herself, and I'm just kind of over it. Like I get it. You have won the DNA championship of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And you, people are like, yeah, you're, you're you're sounding really catty and petty right now and immature, Eric. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> right, as we all should be. <laughs> there was one shot, and I don't know if this is what they oh. had, had intentionally meant, but do you remember the old picture of, uh, she was in a pink bikini, topless, but on her laying on her chest and Ben was like laying on her butt. Yes. They either did that again or somebody was brilliant with putting pictures together, but I think they did that photo again and somebody put them side by side. So, um, this is a little shocking, but JLo, so I didn't know that like her and Ben were just so in your face about it. I'm kind of, I like it though. Like, because I always liked J-Lo and Ben, and I can't be mad at her for her body. This is the way Britney should be doing it, but Britney is riddled we'll get, with other struggles. We'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. Have, did you, have you seen, did you come across the picture of her standing with so much confidence? She's got like a, yes. a wraparound and the tan or burgundy. I love it. Like she was like sashaying, or sauntering in a in a video, um, and they're all over each other. Like I have no problem with them; they're fine. It's actually quite nostalgic. Yeah. Like, stop. Like him, I can tolerate, and I get it. He gets to work with trainers and stuff, and he gets to like it's his job to work out, and he's got his demons. I'm just tired of seeing her like flaunting her perfect DNA in all of our faces. I don't think she flaunts it. I think she's just existing and her existence, her mere existence is annoying the rest of us. Like, it's like sometimes when I look at Thomas and I'm like, quit breathing so fucking loud, please. Like, it's one of those. I don't want to tell her to stop existing, but, (laughs) um, so we've, we've got like seven or eight minutes and then I got to do traffic or we can wrap up. But yeah, uh, Brittany's latest, at least as of the, yes, last night, Instagram photo is her topless holding her tits together with stars over her nipples. That does not scream. I do not need a conservator. It, I mean, there was no, it doesn't at all. And there was two of them. So there was two photos, two topless photos. It's just one of them had the stars over her nipples and the other one didn't. And it's, I am annoyed with how many people are like, yes, girl, fierce, live like, living sis good for you it's like you guys are i think this is going to be one of those things like you remember when um trump won and all of it and then he started fucking up royally and all of his supporters just like blindly supported him anyway although they knew it was wrong i think this is going to be one of those things like she is going to show us over the next couple of weeks why she may have needed more support in her life 
like legally and you know more support more of that tough love compared to like I'm just going to let you do whatever the hell you want to do, if that makes any sense. I think it was her old agent who came out and said, you know, couldn't take it anymore. He needed to speak out. And he's like, of course she, I think he missed, he said at worst, it was, he said something about sexism. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's, okay, fine. And he mentioned like her break in 2006. And he's like, she couldn't step outside. So I think he was alluding to that as causing her mental breakdown. Like, Okay, that's totally reasonable to expect that. But that doesn't mean that she didn't actually have it and didn't get the proper help then and didn't spiral away, blah, blah, blah. Um, No, like, I was was very careful with my tweet, and I'll, I'll kind of repeat it. Like, I don't know if there's something about symbolism here. Like, I don't get symbolism. It goes over my head. I just miss it. Maybe she is intending some form of symbolism, like... I want freedom or something like that. Right. There are right. probably other ways to go about it because no judge worth that robe is going to look at that, that Instagram and go, she's fine on her own. <laughs> so unless she can, unless she can do a reasonable job of expressing that, like those photos were symbolism of having freedom back of her body and like autonomy to make her own choices. Cause that you like a nude photo, like I feel like is actually kind of a really great idea, but not like this, this seemed impulsive and yeah. you know what I mean? And just extra and messy. Um, like her tracks were just all out of place. And you know what I mean? It was, it was just, it was rough. And there was somebody on the other side taking that photo as well. So it just like, Oh, it's, it's rough. It really is rough. And I agree with everyone and that, you know, Brittany didn't have an easy life and that her life as in, you know, being famous in the paparazzi could have very well been the reason she had a mental breakdown, but you're right. That doesn't mean that that mental instability doesn't exist. Although it's a result of something that we can all empathize with her for and agree with and like maybe make moves to change it it still doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And so you can't like free her of all of these restrictions if they were actually put in place to keep her safe. I agree with your, your analogy with the Trump, uh, with the Trump election and his followers is a good one. Probably not hundred percent accurate, but I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. good, I'm good enough with it, but she totally needs a girl. Give me your phone kind yeah. of friend right now. It's the opposite of like, so Michael Jordan, legendary basketball player. I think the greatest ever. He has been very bad at being an executive and running teams because the thing was he kind of hired all of his friends and nobody ever told him no. Um, whoever is trying to actually free Britney is in, and is in her camp is not telling her no, and that's a problem as well. So like we've kind of said from the outset of this, and you've led the way, yeah, free Britney from her dad and other people who might try to prey on her, but she still needs help. And again, that's very obvious by putting that picture out there. And I don't think she put any text saying, I want the freedom to be able to do this. Like there was nothing underlining what her symbolism might have been for the dummies like me that missed it. It's just her looking kind of sexual and showing everything but her nipples. So... I mean, I think that's very sexual. You know what I mean? Like borderline probably getting her blocked from from Instagram for a couple of days, like very sexual and just, 
you know, and free, obviously, and that may be the overall goal of our intention on what she's trying to share. But it, like, for someone like me, obviously, and someone like you, we both like kind of saw it and cringed. It's like, here we go. You know, like, the, obviously, there was drama last week. And it annoyed me because I saw so many TikToks and people like sipping their tea. Like, have you seen the Britney drama? And it's like, don't make fun. Like, don't. This is not her life is should not be for your entertainment. That makes you know better. You know, you want her to be free so you can see the drama play out in real time. That's disgusting. It's amazing. And somebody pointed this out last week, the hypocrisy of it all. So many of the people now, granted, this was 15 years ago and they are probably different and hopefully better people now. Mm-hmm. But the people that fed off that stuff, that fed off of the paparazzi and the stories and the rumors, um, like that was the calories for their day. Like they mm-hmm. lived off that stuff. They loved mm-hmm. all the guy, and now they're the ones that want her free. Now, look, that was a long time ago, and hopefully, a lot of those people have changed, but not all of them have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. All right, we're quick. We're good today. Um. You go get some rest because we got to keep your uh, heart rate at what, like seventy beats per minute. <laughs> I have to continue to function as an adult. I'm on some anti like rejection meds, which is interesting. So today was my first day. So I figured I'd take it easy and make sure my body like takes to it. Okay. Anti Like, can I give that to some people that I might date? <laughs> sure. You see how it works. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, be well. I will. Uh, I'll text you later on. Okay. Bye. And wait, don't forget what? to fill out that form that we got from for Wednesday night. You, we got a form for Wednesday night? Yeah. It went to your Gmail. Oh, I didn't even look. Okay, I'll have to take a look at that. Uh, hold on while I have you here. What did you find out about dress code? I'm going to guess you'll be fine. Don't overdress. Okay. Uh, I might wear pants. So that'll be that. Mm-hmm. So, all right, yeah, keep an eye on your email. You should have it right now. Okay. All right, bye. Uh, bye.